All right, awesome. check it. Mic check one. Here we go. <laughs> Please hit record. Please hit record. <laughs> good morning, Ben. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. We definitely appreciate you stopping by today. Of course. Well, to everyone today um, at Burn the Ship, we have a special guest. We have Mr. Ben Burgess with Atlanta Community Food Bank. Thanks again for coming by today. Of course. Good morning, everyone. Awesome, awesome. Well, today, Ben, we wanted to... Uh, Take some time to learn a little bit more about what it is that you do in your journey. Um, What we found is our audience here for Burn the Ship are entrepreneurs who are trying to get educated, get motivated, and or have a problem solved. And you solve problems all day. So Mm -hmm. we just want to learn a little bit more about you and uh, what it is that you're doing. So share with us uh, where you're from. Okay, so I am originally from Dalton, Georgia, North Georgia, about uh, 45 minutes north of here. Yeah, some mountains. That's right. Uh, Carpet capital of the world. Nice. Uh, But grew up in North Georgia. I've been in Atlanta for uh, about 19 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I went uh, to the University of Georgia, so go dogs. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, and excited about this year. But um, I, you know, basically out of college, I did uh, political fundraising. Uh, so I did, I did that for uh, a few years, worked for a company out of West Virginia, um, and did several campaigns around the country before uh, moving back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, while I, I did enjoy that, it's just – it's a very transient lifestyle. You have to travel around to where the campaigns are. Okay. And um, I feel that in a lot of ways that's something you can do in your 20s. Right. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of traveling. You had to go from city to city. Yep. I was in Alabama. I went to Colorado. I was in Kansas uh, and did several uh, did several campaigns. Um, but then eventually wanted to come home and uh, put my roots down here in Georgia. Right. But, uh, so I came back to Atlanta. And uh, I actually worked uh, in on a, for a sales uh, job for several years. Um, and as I kind of went along in that job, uh, I began working with a lot of nonprofits and my, um, as my happiness went down in that role, uh, my interest in the nonprofit world went up Okay, and I was very intentional when I went, uh, to change careers, uh, and I volunteered around, um, for, you know, for a good better part of a year in various nonprofits around, uh, around Atlanta, which has plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the Atlanta Community Food Bank uh, really checked all the boxes about what I wanted to do, how, how I wanted to spend my days uh, and my career, uh, not only just from the mission of the of the food bank, but the people that I worked with and, and what I was doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, and here I am uh, 11 years later almost. Okay. Uh, okay. I've been at the food bank. For most of that time, I've been on the operation side and food sourcing, so my relationships have been within the food industry. Right. Uh, and then for the last couple of years, I've been on the development team. So I'm the corporate relations uh, manager uh, for the food bank. Okay, well, that's awesome. Now, that is a big transition going from sales, because uh, mm-hmm. I've been in my in sales my entire career, right. uh, so a little bit over 20 years now, and then going to a nonprofit. What would you say after seeing them, you know, seeing and working with nonprofits that made that aspect stick in something that you may want to go into? Uh, you know, I mean, sales, I mean, I'm basically, what I'm doing is, I mean, I'm selling a, a mission, really. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help us feed as many people as we can in Atlanta. Uh, for me, it was just about, you know, coming home every day and knowing that I did something good with my day. And, I, you know, not that I wasn't, you know, doing well at my job before. It's just something I wanted uh I just wanted a little bit more okay. uh, for that, and I just wanted to come home and, you know, wake up in the morning and want to be going to do. I mean, not, I mean everybody, 
you know, there's a reason they call it work, right? That's but right. at the That's same right. time, That's right. at the same time, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to believe in what I did. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like I said, I found the food bank and I have, uh, you know, had a, had mostly good days ever since. Also, but, I can I can definitely understand because I share with people that it's not always about the money, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to whatever your employment is, if you're an entrepreneur or if you have a job, because yes, you need the money to take care of your responsibilities, but what else is it feeding me and feeding my soul? So right. it seems like uh, you just had a big hit for goodwill in knowing that, hey, I finished whatever task I had to do for the day and I was able to truly help somebody. Yeah, I mean, I think it's work-life balance, right? So, I mean, I think, you know, if you find something that you really, really like to do, you know, uh, you know, my wife would tell you I would come home from my, my old job and it would take me, you know, an hour to decompress and mm-hmm. just let go of the day. And, you know, that just wasn't something that I, you know, I mean, obviously I have my bad days, but I mean, like most times um, I come home and I'm, you know, pleased with what I did with, with my day. And, uh, you know, I just feel like, that was something that I sought out um, when I was looking to go into the nonprofit world. Okay. So. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Well, talking about that, you know, we want uh, the people that are listening to today to understand that it is more about the money and it is about giving back and helping others as we make it to specific goals. Mm -hmm. So we do want you to share a little bit about the history of the Atlanta Community Food Bank and then just get into what is it that you're actually doing there so people will know. Okay. So the Atlanta Community Food Bank uh, is the largest uh, food hunger relief organization in the Southeast. Uh, we are part of Feeding America, which has over 200 food banks throughout the country, um, and they collectively serve every zip code in the United States. Uh, there are actually seven food banks in the state of Georgia that are under the Food and Feeding America wing, uh, and we obviously serve the most people because we serve Metro Atlanta, but um, we are in 29 counties. Uh, we have 700 partner agencies that we serve, so we are only half of the half of the equation so our partner agencies are the other half so the way we work is in those 29 counties each partner agency could be a local shelter it could be a uh, church food pantry it could be some other sort of feeding program it could be an after school you know program Mm -hmm. if you're 501c3 and you're feeding program for at least a year you can come get food from us and so we have 700 of those throughout our network now we did not always look like that. Uh, right, right, right. Bill Bowling was our founder. Uh, okay. He started the food bank in the late 70s. Uh, he basically started out of the basement of St. Luke's Episcopal in Midtown. Mm-hmm. And he was essentially trying to get some food to, to work his food pantry and get some uh, homeless off the street there. And uh, essentially, he started building up his network of donors to the point where it got he got large offers that he could not handle. But uh, so what he did, well, he would call around to other organizations, mostly churches, that were doing some similar work. And this is, predates the term food bank. Yes. And and said, look, if I bring all this food to one place, can you come take some of it and you know feed your neighborhood? And so he, uh, so that was the kind of the genesis of the food bank. And so that first year, I believe they did around fifteen thousand pounds of food. Okay. Uh, and this past uh, year, we were. Uh, Upwards of about a hundred million pounds. Hundred million pounds. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, you know, we we also like to we like to talk, and it's actually equivalent of about ninety one million meals that okay. we are actually able to provide. 
That's a big number. Uh, yeah. Now, COVID obviously had a big role in that. But, you know, as we've built our network, we've been able to grow and to, uh, you know, to, to increase the amount of agencies that we can that we can serve. But, um, you know, obviously that did it's been 40 years to, for us to get to that point to build That's up right. our network. But right. ultimately, uh, our partner agencies are half of the equation. Okay. And, you know, we, we can bring all the food in the world into the food bank. But if, if they can't, you know, pick it up, if they can't take it, if they can't distribute it, then, you know, that's what's the, you know, we can't, what's the point of bringing it in? So, mm-hmm. like, we, we, are, we also try to hold them up and support them any way we can where maybe we can get a grant to help provide, get them a refrigerated truck to come pick up more uh, food from the food bank or from some of our local retail partners. Uh, or maybe we want to do a, a warehouse build out for them or, or a cooler build out so they can take more produce. And so they are truly our partners. Um, and we just moved uh, to our newest facility, uh, March 1st of 2020. Right. So the timing was Interesting. It is what it is. (laughs) But, you know, we had a three year capital campaign and uh, that was incredible that we had so much outreach from the community, uh, the corporate um, community as well. Um, Lots of foundations. Feeding America was supportive uh, for us to build this new location. But we were on the west side for 40 years. We are now uh, near uh, Camp Creek and I-285 in East Point. Um, But we moved in. Uh, March 2nd and then you know my last day was March 19th mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we went home but okay. I will say this you know uh, if we had not done that I mean like we were literally on Friday waiting for our certificate of occupancy uh, before our move on Monday and we got it at like 4.30 on Friday and they were like you're good to go and if that had not happened who knows if we yeah. had moved in That's when right. all that happened and we absolutely could not have brought in the amount of food we needed during COVID uh, if we had not done that. And so it was kind of a blessing in that sense right. that, uh, we were able to do that. And, you know, like I said, we just would not have, we probably saw that first couple of first at the first two or three weeks after COVID hit, probably a 300% increase in people seeking food assistance and immediately, you know, combine that also with panic buying when people were, That's right. all the shelves were empty. That's right. And so we also had to cancel our 5k, mm-hmm. our golf tournament and like all these things that were part of our culture and part of our yearly budgets, uh, you know, to support the food bank was all kind of gone immediately. And, uh, so one of the things we had to do was, uh, purchase a lot of product in the past year. So mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, it was an interesting, interesting right, kind of right. time that there was this tsunami of need that was happening all at the same time where all these disruptions in the food supply chain were happening. But, you know, as we discussed earlier, like we, it was, I got, I had to, you know, had a front row seat for the best humanity has to offer That's right. all year because the phone started ringing and just didn't stop ringing for, mm-hmm. you know, for months because people, you know, I've never been more proud to live in Atlanta because so many people and so many parts of the community reached out to want to support us because they knew how bad this was going to be. Right, and, right. Um, you know, we, we, we basically, on any given year, upwards of around 850,000 to 900,000 people in our 29-county area are food insecure. And uh, during COVID, certainly last summer, it was well over a million. I mean, it ballooned up probably one in seven, uh, one in seven, I'm sorry, one in six adults and one in four kids in our service area were food insecure. Okay. And yeah. So tell us about that process in itself. We have this need, you know, people need to eat and you have these people who want to give. So what is it? It's just, you have huge donors and you just go and purchase the food or do you have 
large I don't know, like Frito-Lay or whomever gives you a whole bunch of chips. Right. What does that process look from the giving down to the giving? So as far as the food goes, I mean, we have obviously built relationships over the last, you know, 40 plus years uh, here in the Atlanta area. And we are very, very lucky uh, in that the Atlanta area is such a hub for not only Georgia and Metro Atlanta, but a lot of the Southeast for a lot of companies. So we have so many wonderful distributors uh, here, also manufacturers. And, you know, I'm talking about, you know, Kroger, Publix, uh, you know, Target, you know, Walmart. All these people have huge distribution facilities here in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, large manufacturers like ConAgra and Kraft and Mondelez and uh, General Mills okay. and Kellogg. I mean, all these yeah, big ones big ones are, mm-hmm. have, play, have, you know, warehouses here and you know we get a lot of uh, food donations from them we also get um obviously usda product uh, from the federal government for the uh, uh the emergency nutritional assistance program uh so we are the largest distributor of that product in the state uh we also um have some state funding uh so the georgia nutritional assistance program provides us uh, provides all the food banks um money uh, throughout for per each fiscal year that's only used for food purchase. Mm-hmm. So we uh, are able to utilize that to fill in gaps like around, you know, Thanksgiving we'll purchase turkeys and, th- you know, around the holidays we'll do hams and things like that. But, you know, so much of that uh, was increased during um, during COVID. But, you know, we have, we have 20, um, I think we have 20 box trucks. Uh, we have seven tractor trailers. So we have trucks out on the road every single day. I mean, a lot of these facilities are running 24 mm-hmm. seven and they, you know, even with wonderful supply chain logistics, uh, there is some food that just needs to be distributed that they cannot sell you know, directly to the public. Even though the dates are good, they just have certain, you know, deadlines they have to hit to get it into retail stores and get it out there. But, um, and also just, you know, there's certain, Foods, you know, like the latest Kraft macaroni and cheese, like, hey, well, the Star Wars uh, thing is over on the box. Oh, it's okay. like, hey, well, now we're going to move on to the next thing. So all that inventory, you know, will be donated to us. There, Makes sense. These organizations are incredibly good to us. Okay. And so we're very, very lucky. But, you know, by and large, uh, as far as uh, financially, I'd say throughout the year of financial donations, 54% of our financial donations come from individuals. Okay. So just families and people that want to donate, probably 20% comes from businesses, corporations. Uh, we have another probably 18 to 20% is foundations. Uh, and then other groups like, you know, the Rotary Club and Chambers and things like that. That, that And Feeding America is mm-hmm. also very supportive of us as well. So, you know, for every dollar donated to us, um, you know, we can provide four meals to the community. So never think that, you know, you can't help. Right. In some way, right. you know, because it doesn't matter because even if it's, you know, $10, you know, you're talking about 40 meals that we can provide. And the reason I say that is just because we are able to leverage all of these relationships within the food industry to provide millions of pounds of food. So, you know, the dollar you donate may go to, you know, someone, you know, like myself, who's like out there building relationships to try to get more food in or maybe may go to pay for a you know, product that we're having to actually purchase out there or maybe go for may go towards putting gas in our trucks, you know, but, right. but funding this 
our food bank, which allows us to bring massive amounts of food to one location and get it out to families that need it. Okay. So Okay. Well, definitely appreciate you providing clarity on how that part of the process works. Okay. You getting the food in. Share with us a little bit about your partners that help you to distribute it. You said you're in 29 counties. How do those businesses either get with you or tell us a little bit about that relationship with the people who are distributing it once you get it in? Right. So like I said, there are, are truly our partners and they range in, in size from, you know, a local church pantry that may be open once a month that is serving their, their direct neighborhood or their community to uh, organizations that are feeding upwards of 1500 people a week. Uh, and they all range in different size. They have kind of their own, you know, organization and their own funding in a lot of ways. But, um, you know, if they are a uh, if they're feeding directly to the public and they've been doing so for at least a year, if they're five hundred one c three, they can come to the food bank and apply to uh, be a partner of ours. And so at that point, they can actually come in and um, we have some training that they have to go through. We have some a lot of oversight as far as food safety goes and how in distributing product. Um, but ultimately, we want to support them to so we can actually get more food out into the community uh, because food access. Um, you know, for a lot of people, uh, is, is difficult. Yes. Uh, and so we want to increase the amount of people that we can distribute to. So having more partners is, is essential for us. But, um, we also, uh, you know, we want to provide grant support for them. So we will actually apply to a lot of grants. Like I said earlier, just to help them maybe get a truck or maybe get a van or maybe do a cooler build out. Um, but ultimately our goal is to allow, help them and support them so that they can feed more people. Okay. Uh, so like I said, they're the lifeblood of kind of what we do. Um, and there's probably one in your neighborhood. If you're in our service area, I know for a fact where I'm sitting right now, there's probably at least five or six within, you know, five or 10 miles of here. Uh, so, you know, they are just, you know, yeah, just there. Well, again, for myself, it's about getting educated on it. You know, mm-hmm. the more you learn, you know, the better you can do. And that's why people tune into this podcast yeah. to try to get educated. So I didn't know exactly how it worked. So I figured it would be no. great questions to try to get an idea of how that, I guess, logistical chain worked. So And, and let me just say that who we serve, like, you know, basically is, you know, obviously we serve agencies that serve the homeless population. Uh, but cause a lot of people have an image of like, well, they're going to come to the food bank and they're going to, you know, see a homeless lined up like a soup kitchen. We obviously want to help those folks and we obviously do, you know, serve those communities. Um, but you come to the food bank and, you know, we have a 300,000 square foot facility. It's just a little bit different, but by and large, the people that we serve, uh, at least 65% of them, there's someone working in the home. Okay. So, you know, and then, and 20% of the people who come through our network have never had to ask for help in their life. So they're going through some struggle. And the number one reason is typically medical. So like somebody has had some medical issue that is just completely out of the blue and they are struggling with that and paying medical bills, but also paying rent and maybe whatever it may be, but also keeping food on the table. A lot of single moms uh, with kids is uh, we also serve as well. But, you know, these are just people that are going through some sort of struggle right now, but they just need a hand right now. The Like roughly the people that are network that get foods, 
they stay in our network for roughly about 10 months. So our goal is to help them take that stress off of providing food for their kids or providing food for themselves, take that off the table for them so they can focus on whatever challenges they're dealing with right now so they can get onto the next chapter in their life. Right. Um, and, you know, we see it all the time of people, you know, one of the great things I liked to see working for the food bank, we see it all the time is, People that we actually help, people that go through our network that are being helped by a partner agency, they'll come back and they'll volunteer. Once they get through their struggle, they'll come back and volunteer that agency, or they'll come fall, do you know sort food at the food bank and say, "I was once yeah. you know somebody that that you helped." You know, yeah. we we have we have employees that have come and work for the food bank because they're like, "You guys helped me when I needed it the most." Right. It's one of those cases where you know you go through the tests and then you know you're able to give a testimony mm -hmm. after the fact. You know, and then you just feel like. You got to pull someone else up because you got helped up as well. Um, Pay I it forward. Yep. Hey, listen, I definitely understand that. Now, 40 years you guys have been going. Mm -hmm. uh, you just opened up that new facility, you know, right before the start of COVID. What are, what's on the next for you guys? What's next as you utilize that $300,000 facility? So, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, I mean, we've only went back in person. So I would say 60% of our staff we're there the whole time. Okay. Um, and, you know, one of the big devastating thing for us was, you know, the loss of volunteers coming into into the facility because that is a huge way that we engage the, the public. And, you know, we probably go through roughly 30,000 volunteers every single year. And what they do for us is like sorting food and like working in our community gardens program. And, uh, you know, they – you know that we we can't we can't operate without them. So what happened last year was that was just gone immediately. But we were lucky in that the state um, allocated us roughly sixty National Guard men and women to kind of offset that loss of volunteers coming in. So you know, in a lot of ways, uh, we're learning to use the facility uh, all over again right okay. now because we had just moved in. So we are starting uh, to bring volunteers back in. Uh, we brought started that about a month ago, so we're very limited right now. But Monday through Friday, we're allowing volunteers in. Um, at, we we cap it at thirty people. Eventually, once we can get past all this, mm -hmm. I think we'll probably get upwards of like a hundred fifty. Okay. So we're very proud of that new sorting facility. We call it the Hunger Action Center. But uh, right now, uh, roughly thirty people, uh, well, max thirty people that we'll be able to allow in. Uh, so that's a big deal for us because we. Okay. You know, we love our partners and we love our volunteers that, that come in. Uh, other things that we're, we're that we're looking at, um, food access. So obviously, you know, reaching out and making sure, our, you know, it's even easier for our partners and also just families to be able to access food. So we're opening, um, we opened during COVID a community food center in Gwinnett, which is essentially a mini version of the food bank. It's out near Stone Mountain. It's the first time we've ever done this. Traditionally, we follow the classic supply chain model of we are the distribution center and our partners come get food and they feed the, the, the community and the ultimately the families in need. Okay. So we have opened a community food center, which has, um, you know, it has, you know, we can go get food there. We have refrigerators, we have coolers there. Uh, we will actually do uh, drive through distributions at this location. Uh, I think that in the future uh, for us, we also will probably looking to expand those and put different ones maybe two to three more in the next uh, 18 to months to two years. We're going to try to just to basically give more options for agencies to get food, but also families to come get food. Um, as far as, 
you know, we're just kind of dipping our toe back into all the volunteering and reopening really to the public. But uh, we also have a lot of our events will be coming up. Uh, And so like uh, on August 9th, we have, if you're in the accounting industry, uh, the Georgia Accounting Food Fight's happening. It's a two-week fun drive where you're competing against other firms who can provide the most meals for the community. Uh, Great team building thing, but also, you know, we have a a, a main site where you can see a leaderboard and see how you're doing over those uh, two two weeks. We do a similar one for the tech industry. Uh, it's called Tech Cares Tech Shares. Okay. It will be coming up on September 13th, uh, and so September 13th to the 24th. Uh, and then our our golf tournament uh, will be coming up uh, August 24th. It will be at Setting Down. Uh, Golf Club uh, in Roswell. Okay. Uh, we have room for two more foursomes, so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost sold well, that's out. That's good. We had yeah, that's we good. typically do it earlier in the year, but just the way things were in the spring, mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. kind of pushed it. So it's actually been pushed to August twenty fourth. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and then of course, every year we have our annual Hunger Walk Run five mm-hmm. k. Uh, it was virtual. Um, we had to pivot uh, last year, and then we kind of did it virtually this year as well. Uh, but we're hoping that uh, March 2022 we'll all be back together. And that's just a big – it's down at Mercedes-Benz at the Home Depot backyard, and that's just a big uh, celebration and uh, of what we kind of do all year. All of our agencies like to come out. Obviously, the public comes out for a 5K. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a big day for us, uh, and we really miss – engaging with all those folks yeah yeah. Um, seems like you guys built so many relationships out there you know you meeting with people is the thing you know and now that things are opening up somewhat you know where we can get back out there it's just important you know to get that interaction back together yeah i know one of the things that i was looking at is the volunteering portion and i want you to just dive into that for a second it was a block of time, I think, from one to four. Right. What, what What is that experience like for the people who may not necessarily have the money to donate, but they have the time? What does that block look like? The most valuable thing you can donate to us is your time. You know, And also, I'd like to engage with companies to come in to volunteer and also learn more about us. You know, And if you want to, you know, if this is something, if we're something you, you're passionate about, you know, and and you want to support us in other ways with sponsorships or donations or whatever it may be, that's great. But the number one thing I want people to do is come in and just experience it, you know? And so the, what we call it, our biggest opportunity is our hunger action center. So like I said, we will, you know, up the amount of numbers as, as things continue to progress uh, and things become more safe. But uh, essentially what you do is right now, Monday through Friday, we can accommodate up to 30 people, and the shifts are 8.30 to 11.30 and 1.30 to 4.30. And you will come in with your group, and you know, you'll know you be out there sorting food. So like we have a lots of loose product comes in, and it gets put into different categories. We check the dates on product. We check the integrity of the packaging. Nothing's busted open. And it actually is completely vital to what we do. Uh, we couldn't do it, you know, what we do without this sort of thing. And so... Uh, at the end of the shift, you know, we tell you how many pounds you sorted and how many meals that you provided. Okay. So you can leave and say, oh, well, I just sorted 12,000 meals for the community. And that's 100% true. So literally, like, what you just sorted is going to go up into our inventory. Our agencies will be able to see it. And then they can say, okay, well, we're going to give, we're going to get 20 assorted dry food boxes. Because like a lot of our agencies, the model they use is like a, a, a store kind of thing. So they'll take it back to their location they're not necessarily going to know what's in that box, but they know it's been inspected and they know it's going to be good product. And then they'll take it back to their location and they'll put it on shelves and then families can come and actually shop. You know, it's okay. like, okay, well, you get two 
pastas, you get two juices, whatever it may be. Because, you know, for a lot of our agencies, it's, uh, or not agencies, our clients that are coming through our system for the first time, you know, it can be a pretty pride swallowing thing to actually have to ask for help. And we want to, you know, we want to give dignity to that. That's right. And That's so right. Uh, this is a way, for, you know, we're sorting that food and getting that out to the agencies. But it's, you know, it's, we've been doing this for a long, long time. And so many companies and so many families, churches, whatever you may be, this volunteer opportunity is like, it's just part of their culture. They're part of their tradition. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, you know, once every, you know, one Saturday in November before Thanksgiving, just put us down. We're going to come in with our family. We're going to come in with our friends or whatever it may be. And then so many companies also, they're just like, okay, well, we're going to come in once a month and we're just going to schedule that with okay. you guys. And okay. so, you know, one, eventually before COVID, you know, uh, we were looking at about a two month out window. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those good problems. Yes, you know, as we like to say at the food bank, we are overwhelmed with opportunity. Nice, uh, nice. that's good. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's just because it's such a popular thing, and right. you know, we got music playing, and it's it's a team building opportunity as well, and it's just a really good vibe. Awesome, you know? awesome. Hey, listen, we definitely appreciate you sharing that because again. We've seen these community food banks out there. All of us have seen, especially since COVID, but we didn't have an idea of how that process actually right. works. So we definitely appreciate you sharing that. Talking about volunteering, you know, and how you can help with that. Those are just super important things. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else you wanted to share with us about what you guys have going on? I know you did the events, the volunteers. Any other things you want to share with us? Um, you know, I just am thankful for you to let me come here and put this message out there. Uh, you know, we are still kind of in a COVID world in a lot of ways. And so I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, whoever's watching this will uh, know that we are opening up uh, to the public uh, slowly but surely. And I invite you to reach out to me. Uh, and, you know, I would love to just to show you, a, give you a tour uh, anytime uh, and just let you know, just show you what we're doing. Um, if you're looking to donate, um, you can also reach out to me as well. But if you also just want to stay in your own neighborhood, I can connect you with a local agency. You know, we, we, you know, we don't just necessarily need you to come to the food bank, but like there may be somebody locally that you may want to support as well. Uh, that's a partner agency of ours. So, you know, we're not selfish like that. You know, we right. want you to support anybody that's uh, out there helping folks. So, okay. okay. Uh, but no, I think we're good. That's we're we're excited to be back in our, our new brand new facility. Nice. And, uh, we're really excited about uh, the things that we're doing and, um, you know, just trying to make sure uh, everybody that wants a meal can have can it. Can have one. Well, good. Well, good. Well, we definitely appreciate you sharing. And one thing now here on Burn the Ship, we always give you the last word. You've talked a lot about Atlanta Community Food Bank, but this is your few minutes to uh-huh. tell us so you can do a song, a scripture, a poem. Uh, what is that last, last word that you have to offer to us? Uh, okay. The thing I want to say is if you take anything away from what I've said today, just know that two things. One, one in four kids in our service area, which are 29 counties here in Georgia, is food insecure, meaning they do not know some days, some days where their next meal is going to come from. And know that every dollar that you donate, four meals can get provided to the community. So no matter what you think you can or cannot donate, it will go to help somebody and can change someone's life. And that's the bottom line. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us the ways that you 
uh, that we can get in contact with you? Uh, okay. What's the best ways for us to get in contact? So you can always reach me. I'm, my name's Ben Burgess, Corporate Relations Manager. Uh, my uh, email is um, ben.burgess, so ben.burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S, at acfb.org, and also www.acfb.org as well. All the information uh, that you could ever want is on there. Uh, but please feel free to re- reach out to me. My number is 404-539-2669. Uh, and I'm happy to talk to you about any way you'd love to engage with the food banks. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ben, we definitely appreciate you coming on today and sharing what it is you're doing. That is an awesome service that you're providing to the community. We truly do appreciate it. And we appreciate you coming by today. Absolutely. Don't forget to uh, support the MP group as well. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'll take that all day. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Ben. Of course. Thanks.